Hello, Summoners. Welcome back to another episode of Attack Baron, our podcast for those in- interested in improving their abilities in League of Legends Wild Rift. I'm Familiar Fiasco, and joined by my co-host, Rygar the Great. We, uh, we're playing on the NA server, and uh, with this episode, we bring you the second in our series on Macro, where we'll explore how we can all improve our win rates as we focus on the larger strategy of the game. This episode will focus on the macro of laning phase. But first, before we jump in, we just want to continue to thank listeners for sending in feedback and questions. Um, if you're looking to send some thoughts our way, or if you'd like to request an, an episode on a specific topic, um, you can email us at attackbaronpodcast at gmail.com. Or I just set up a Twitter um, at RygarTheGreat. That's R-Y-G-A-R, the great. And you can send me a message there. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, so before we jump in, though, we also want to kind of recap what our weeks were like. So um, what did you get up to last week on The Rift? Yeah, so last week uh, we played a bit of Ranked. Um, I actually didn't ever fall out of Plat, but it was like this teetering back and forth in Plat 4, just going through wins and losses. So currently it's still Plat 4. Uh, with two, um, how did how did you end up? You ended up getting into plat, I yeah. believe. Yeah, I, I got into plat, which which is cool. I mean, I think we're definitely setting our heights sights much higher than that. But we've just spent so much time in normals, kind of building our our different champs and kind of in focusing on making sure we have multiple choices for roles. And I don't know. I guess you and me kind of prioritize being able to fit the team better rather than one tricking so that's kind of held us up a bit but yeah we're both in plat now i think you know also last week in normals speaking of building champ pool i was adding into my jungle pool because i'm i mean i just have shyvana and evelyn and shyvana is definitely not top tier although i <laughs> love her she's yeah. fun um but evelyn can crush but I, I really wanted like just an obvious like top tier jungler, so uh, I messed around with Kha'Zix and fell in love with hopping around. Yeah, he's great. They hopped. I hopped. Got like a trip, a double kill, and then hopped over someone and turned around midair to dunk on them for a third kill. So that was <laughs> that was a highlight for me. But uh, who were you working on in normals? Yeah, so I'm still expanding just, like you said, a way to fill out kind of team comp. So I started continuing, or I continued to work on Gragas, just an AP champ who's kind of tanky. You can play him hybrid style. Somebody in top lane who can, um, you know, front line if we have to. And I find a lot of times, in especially where we're at, ELO-wise, you know, that's, I feel like as a as a you know, Baron laner, I kind of end up soaking some of the damage, whether I'm the, t- the main or secondary front line. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been great playing with it, with Gragas. Oh, it's, um, yeah, it's been fun. All right, so what would you say is your goal for this week? Yeah, this week I'd love to get into in further into Plat. I mean, whether that's Plat 3 or Plat 2, whatever we can do. I know we've got some real life going on this week. Um, but yeah, any kind of further climb would be great. Uh, we've had some 
we've had some games we like really turned around this week and it's been like it's been uh a validating experience but also very hype as like you've been losing for 12 minutes and then you know suddenly it's like this huge turn um (laughs) yeah i was i was honestly i used to be someone who would always champion the never surrender because you could always win because people always blow leads but I kind of like I've lost that over this season with the changes to to at least for normals. Yeah. And so that's kind of worn on me. But when we had our some of our comebacks, I was like, I think I've been wrong. I should <laughs> I should keep pressing on like you can you can achieve a lot, especially with good macro. And that's a that's a bad plug. But it's true. <laughs> it is definitely yeah. how we won those games was really we, we won a four of five. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, no doubt. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think we also are going to be playing around with champs that got changes. Uh, Katarina got a nerf, which is my main. Gragas got adjusted, kind of nerfed for you. Yeah. Kazix got nerfed, which I haven't been able to test out yet, but hopefully he'll still be able to feel pretty effective. Um, Ari and Ziggs. Technically got a buff if you build Ludens on them. And the ability haste buff to Ludens is kind of a big deal. I don't remember. I think I told you it was like 7 or 8% increase to cooldown at that rate, at that level. Yeah, if you it was get it substantial. Right so it's, it's a big deal. Um, so super pumped about trying those. I'm also still trying to find a mid that's not a melee assassin. So Ari or Ziggs looking right. strong right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. And and you know, speaking of nerfs and changes, uh Riot kinda, you know, unintentionally Phantom dropped this patch that kind of threw everybody into a tizzy and then they then they recalled it this time. They recalled mm-hmm. it. Um only to then officially release it. So do you want to go through those real fast? Yeah, why not yeah. You can start running through them. I just realized I wanted to give a shout out to trying to remember the riot employee. There's two riot employees who actually were commenting on a lot of that stuff in the threads as it was happening, and I just want to shout them out because they're. It just seems like riot always is, even though with <laughs> wild rift maybe it hasn't seemed as with the recent two patches coming up without actually being posted. I do still think riot's one of the best for talking about their patches interacting with the community like on a ground level so i just want to give them a shout out actually i was in a dm conversation with one of the guys um about balance changes and stuff so they're just really cool so i i'm gonna look for yeah one of them is nextdoor mmr on reddit Mm. um and so i think the other one was rogue rogue fool right at least I saw him make some comments, kind of just saying, "Hey, like here's a high level. We didn't that, obviously we didn't mean to do it, but you know, here's kind of a taste of what you can." I saw I saw a post from him. If okay, if that's is Rogue Fools Ben Forbes, because Ben Forbes is like head of communication. But anyways, we can we can move on from there. Um, sure. Rogue Fools I've seen a lot too. So shout out to Riot for being great with interacting with their. Yeah, obviously no one appreciates the like the scary stuff, but you know at least they they own it, right? So yeah. you know, yeah. yeah so, so go ahead. Seemingly yeah, big nerfs to a couple people. 
Right. So, you know, they, ner- they, they nerfed Akali. I think she'd been like perma banned for ever. <laughs> she and, still will be. Yeah. And, and right. And so they seemingly, seemingly big nerf to her, you know, time will tell master. Yi got some, some big nerfs. So, you know, he had his little time in the spotlight. Um, yeah. He's still going to be like a, or maybe S, but uh, I think maybe less. Right. Overwhelming when he's fed. Yeah, right. And then, uh, you know, um, Kha'Zix, uh, he he got some interesting ones. So like you said, we'll, we'll kind of have to see, you know, how that all plays out. Um, yeah. But, you know, Gragas, Shinzao, those guys had some, some armor uh, and health-like nerfs, just some slight adjustments. I think they'll still be fine. Uh some big buffs came out for Thresh, uh, Akshan, and Kennen. Uh, they all seem they all seem like pretty big. Like the, the Thresh stuff. I mean, I think a lot of people realize he's a high skill champ, and the people who are good with him are can be very punishing. Uh, but he, you know, they work to increase his early game. They did some stuff with Akshan to, you know, kind of push this crit build, and then Kennen. I didn't fully read into all of it but i know he he had some some number increases that were fairly significant um so i expect that people will be playing canon a bit more uh this patch yeah uh, I mean, he he essentially got <laughs> he got buffs to three of his abilities yeah and how much uh either how much damage it did it's it's AP scaling or the bonus attack speed he gets. So he's he's just going to do more damage. It's like kind of it's pretty straightforward overall. He's going to do more damage than he did before. Sure. Um, so look out for Kennen. Uh, so this one is close to my heart, which is... So not only did Katarina get a health nerf, but they also nerfed Landry's Torment and Haunting Guys. And... Haunting guys, like the first portion of Leandri's Torment, is a go-to for increasing your damage on an AP champ, especially someone who's like an assassin, like a Kali or Katarina. So these, the, the nerf to that is actually pretty big. And then they nerfed Solari Charge Blade, removed its true damage, and turned that into magic damage. A uh, couple other changes to it. We won't go into all the details with every single one, but we kind of want to just quickly highlight all of them. Um, Buffs to Luden's Echo and Awakened Soul Stealer. They both got 5 AP increase. And then Luden's Echo actually got 10 ability haste increase, which is a big deal. Yeah. Um, but also c- coming with this patch on September 8th at 7 p.m. Central Time, the event goes live for the new to Wild Rift brand and new new um, champions. So we're really excited. You know, I'm excited for brand. You're very excited to roll snowballs. <laughs> yeah, so that's right. We're going to have a good time. Uh, Definitely. Trying to get into the normal queues and actually auto-lock them before someone else does. Yeah. Yep. Well, cool. So we didn't want to spend too much time on patch notes this time around and instead jump into kind of our content. I think that provides more direct value to you guys. Um, if you want to see the patch notes, just go to go on to their site and read them. They're very they're very informative about what they're trying to do. So, yeah. And they also link them in the game now. So you can just hit the information icon up near where the voice chat thing is. 
and uh, and you'll see that voice chat's never coming back, and that the patch notes are accessible. Um, so yeah, with yeah. that, yeah, let's let's jump into let's jump into our next step. So last week we talked about team comps. We talked about you know uh, getting into the game, and now we're going to talk about the first stage of the game. Um, so this is either considered to be early game or also called the laning phase. And uh, laning phase, again, is, is pretty much from the point in which the game starts until you've secured some objectives. So generally, uh, if the game is flowing at a pretty good pace, you're looking at like sometime around like the eight-minute mark. It might even be sooner if it's going really fast. Um, and kind yeah. of as you work through those you know the different things that can happen in the beginning of the game you know you have uh first blood uh which is huge right because the the person who gets first blood gets normal kill gold which is 350 but they also get an additional bonus 150 for the first blood um so ends up being 500 gold uh to the player who got first blood yeah yeah i mean Uh, first blood sometimes can happen in the first (laughs) first like 30 seconds Um, but i thought it was i think it's important to note that like you know a lot of times we think of first blood as 500 gold but if you trade and get first blood it's only 150 gold more than the person who killed you got so or if they kill you first they only got 150 gold more it's not a huge thing and i also keep that 150 in mind because right around that number is about what all of these things, almost all of these things provide. Um, there's just some interesting stuff. So from first blood is potentially the first thing that'll happen. Do you know what time you're, you're a jungler? What, what time do the rift scuttlers spawn? You know, I think it's like right around three minutes. That might be wrong. It's, it's actually, I do think it is around three minutes. They show up. Um, it's a it's, it's the amount of time it takes to go from yeah <laughs> through from red to blue <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly without yeah not full clear right um but yeah so rift scuttlers are 120 gold each um for whoever kills them right and so there's two of them on the map top and bottom so those are also really important early game they also provide key vision and a movement speed bonus so that their vision around the rift herald and ribbon and vision around the dragon so that yeah. actually that happens before first dragon and rift herald drop simultaneously, which is at four minutes, right? Yep. Four minutes, yeah. Right. So <clears throat> these are really key objectives, first dragon and rift herald, and you'll often see teams grouping up around one or the other, sometimes splitting their attention. Um, but we're just gonna we're gonna quickly go through what they're worth. So at first dragon gives 100 gold to everyone on the team. So that's a total of 500 gold to the team, but 100 per, 100 per person, and a buff for the rest of the game. Rift yep. Herald gives 300 gold to whoever kills it, and it doesn't give any global gold. So it, only the person who kills it gets the gold for it. Often a jungler who's smiting it, but it yeah. also gives you the ability to drop the Rift Herald, which can be really good for securing first dragon or first tower gold. Yeah. Um, and and the person who is holding the buff 
uh, or the item, if you would, also has the uh, increased back speed. So it's also it's mm-hmm. also great to have um, if you want to get back and buy uh, really quickly. And Rift Herald's just it's just a great tool to have if you use it well. It's great for yeah. splitting attention uh, or securing the first turret or the first many turrets. I think last night I took two turrets off of Rift Herald. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, I think you've mentioned many times that if nothing else, you should use it to blast open the middle turret to open mm. up the map. So definitely, Rift Herald can be a huge deal sometimes, and I think a lot of people jockey to take first dragon, even when it's uh, not infernal dragon. But you know, often you can sneak the Rift Herald out and get a lot of uh, get a lot of presence on the map from that. So the mm-hmm. last. The last main objective in laning phase, which often is the thing that that ends laning phase because it literally ends that those people laning, is first tower. So first tower, as far as gold, the entire tower is worth eleven hundred gold, and a normal tower, a tier one tower, is worth nine hundred fifty. Uh, so there's only a hundred and fifty. <laughs> more gold for taking first tower just like first blood it's only 150 more gold so it's and it's only to the person it's only locally so whoever helps take that tower gets 150 extra gold Mm -hmm. Um, every tower you take is 100 gold globally to everyone on your team so you could think of that as the team gets 500 gold total for every tower you take um but so just kind of keeping that in mind, what these things are worth. A Rift Scuttler is worth almost what a First Blood is worth and what a First Tower is worth. Obviously, getting a kill is um, important. Rushing to get the first kill and getting yourself killed may not be worth it. Right. Uh, so, things to keep in mind in gold amounts to kind of keep in your mind. Definitely. Yeah, so, uh, you know, as we kind of start to go through... Uh, this we're going to tackle laning phase by role. We figured, you know, it'd be good to kind of work through some of the uh, terminology that's commonly used and then just some like, you know, high level tips that apply basically to every lane. So, uh, you know, if you watch any content or if you listen to people talk about Wild Rift or League of Legends, uh, priority is certainly a term you're going to come across. It basically means uh, is your lane pushing into the tower do you have the advantage in the lane so that you can step away from the tower right uh, yeah. it's it's a major thing um you know obviously uh you want to exploit priority not all the time but it's it's a good thing to have uh, but it's also a delicate thing that you can lose fairly easily uh, but it's definitely you know in terms of dragon fights or rift herald or roaming in general it's always great to have your your wave push and have priority in the lane so that uh uh, theoretically the enemy laner will come or somebody will come to stop the wave crashing on the turret and therefore you know diminishing the number of people that who might be present in a fight yeah that goes into the next term um agency which, uh, I, which I haven't hadn't heard this as much. So, I mean, you just explained it to me earlier. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but agency essentially is like 
do you have the ability to do what you want to do in your lane or are you kind of subjected to the will of your opponent? So mm-hmm. if they have priority, if they're constantly, if they're able to push the wave into your, you're not going to have the agency to do what you want. Like you either have to sacrifice all those minions to go do something else, or you have to be stuck there last hitting the minions as they hit your tower. Right. Um, and to gain priority or agency, you you need to have good trades. Um, trading is doing damage and someone doing damage to you. Uh, good trades, obviously, you do more damage than they do to you. Bad trades, they do more damage to you than you did to them. Yeah. And Very then, simple there. And then yeah, the last yeah, turn, right. last and trading. Tra- yeah, yeah, what was that? I was just going to say, you know, trading is trading is it's usually optimal when the enemy steps up to last hit. So, you know, like as we go into last hitting, it's like, you know, if you see somebody step up to get a last hit, they're going to be in an animation. Uh, certainly sometimes, like especially with cannon minion, people use cooldowns to secure uh, minions when they can. And that's always a great that's a great time if you if it's safe to to begin, uh, you know, going in and theoretically trading. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and for anyone who doesn't know, when we're saying last hitting, what we mean is um, being the one to kill the minion with your hit, whether it's with an ability or an auto attack, your basic attack. So if you deal the killing blow to a minion, you get more gold than if you just let it die by the minions around it. So we'll quickly go through the gold for each of those, but a melee minion is worth 65 gold if you kill it, and 26 gold if you just watch it die. So it's <laughs> much more valuable to last hit it. A caster minion, the, the magic minions, are worth 40 gold if you last hit, 16 if you don't. The cannon minions are worth 85, and if you last hit, 34 if you don't. So there's a huge difference between last hitting minions and not, and over time, gold difference so that's also something you can use to uh gain an advantage over your opponent rather than just trying to kill them constantly you can also just force them to not be able to last hit and then they will have way less gold than you yeah will have over double the amount of gold if you can last hit every minion and they can't last hit any but moving on from there we wanted to go through some quick tips for any laner to focus on and then we'll dive into each role and what they should be thinking about macro-wise. Right. Yeah, and so I think that's a perfect segue, right? Uh, Last hitting and positioning. These are big things. Uh, Like you mentioned, if you get the last hits, you're going to have more gold than somebody who's not. Uh, The more last hits you get, the more advantage you have in gold. And a big thing with last hitting uh, is positioning. So... You know, just staying safe uh, and and not being in front of the wave uh, or, you know, somewhere where you're going to be getting a lot of uh, a lot of poke from the enemy champion, especially for somebody who, like me, plays a lot of melee. Uh, it's easy to get poked down in some of these matchups. So positioning is a big deal. Yeah. Um, and as as the minion waves roll through the lane uh you want to do the best job you can at managing the wave so 
there's a lot that goes into wave management uh, and it's been covered by various YouTubers. And, and I'm sure if we get into micro, we can talk about that. Uh, I don't want to go on into it too much, but wave management's a big deal uh, because it can help you uh, to trade. Uh, it's helpful for tower diving or it's helpful for just sitting there and farming when you know you can't uh, just all in the opponent. Yeah, for sure. And I, you know, wave management, you can keep the wave near your side where you're safe. You can push mm-hmm. the wave towards their side into their tower to deny them gold. There's lots of ways to manipulate it. But one of the things that we still see people not doing um, often is warding. You know, if yeah. you're in lane, you have, you have <laughs> free wards. Use them to ward the river so that you can have vision of the enemy jungler before they come to kill you. Uh, So just use your words. Uh, Then moving on, we've talked about a little bit, but winning trades. So, you you know, you should look for opportunities where they've used a cool, one of their abilities and you haven't, and you can take advantage of that or times when they step up to last hit that you can last, that you can actually auto attack them or hit them with an ability. Um, Another tip it's, better to just go ahead and recall and lose some minions than to die and definitely if you're behind you know we say don't sprint to int you know don't just if you die don't come right back to lane and uh if you don't have the power try to kill them you know i think a lot of people get behind and then they're so eager to catch up that they throw themselves at the enemy and right don't make the right you know they don't make a calculated approach i mean sometimes you you can go back right in but oh yeah yeah and then finally uh something that people really i think don't think about is you should fear the shutdown gold so if you're if you're up on kills in lane if you get shut down by the person you're ahead of you will diminish the lead you have so an example is the amount of gold you get for three kills, if you kill them three times and you don't die, if they kill you one time, you're now only ahead one kill instead of three kills. Yeah, so pretty significant. Fear the shutdown. Yeah, it's it definitely closes the gap. Right. Yeah. It's it's a uh, it this game and uh, League of Legends. <clears throat> they're both games that center around uh, punishing the mistakes of the opponent. And the more mistakes they make, uh, the more chances you have, you know, to capitalize on winning the game or bringing the game back. And uh, so d- definitely sprint int, uh, you know, it's, that's just a way to bury yourself. Um, but also the cockier you are, and I'm, I'm guilty of this, uh, you know, there's times when, I have nine kills and I have 2000 more gold than everybody. And I walk into four people thinking I can kill all of them and I get shut down. And and that's just a way to throw the game and and bring the enemy team back in. So certainly something to think about, especially early game. Like you said, it's nice to have that advantage, but um, if you make that mistake, it can go away pretty fast. Yeah. So uh, let's talk, let's just dive into roles. And I think as we talk through them, uh, we're both going to speak to different, uh, the different roles because we both kind of have the ex or more experience with that role than the other. 
Um, mm-hmm. And so we started these with where the community kind of prioritizes or, or values these different roles. So first one we're going to start with is jungle. Uh, I know that in a, in low elo, there's a, a huge misconception about what jungle is. Um, there's certainly a lot of content out there that will make it seem like jungle is literally just running around and getting kills. Um, and if you do it right, sure, it can be that. <laughs> Uh, but it's it's really uh, it's it's really about being in your jungle and working through the different camps. So big thing for junglers, big tip is to work through your pathing. Um, and we won't get into like all the the various paths, but the standard clear is to start at red, go to raptors, go to wolves go to blue or go to scuttle. So that is the standard clear. And that is generally what uh, you should be working through. And if you do it effectively, you'll be there right when the first scuttle starts. So that's 120 gold to you and uh, vision in that river. And also it might be, uh, you know, that movement speed might help you gank. It also might help you escape. Yep. Um, And, uh, you know the another big thing too in, in in that regard is knowing who the opposite jungler is of you and that's going to be uh you know kind of a micro thing but also uh just like a general game experience thing as you continue to play the games you'll realize that certain junglers like to do certain things so they might not go with the standard clear they might come to invade um or you might want to invade as they're doing the standard clear so that's important to know as well. Um, and generally, wherever you start your pathing, you can plan on where you're going to end up uh, looking at or looking for your first gank. So, um, you know, if if you go for a standard clear, whoever's on top side, if you have the advantage uh, and you can coordinate with your, you know, the the person who's up top, uh, it's great to get that first gank and and move on. Um, it's also a great idea to uh, gank when you have alt. Uh, but you know, depending on the game, you know, you might you might gank sooner than that. Um, so uh, also big thing for for junglers as you as you get into the game. I know a lot of. I know I see this a lot in in normals for like unranked or low elo junglers. They'll instantly run right to the blue or red buff and they'll just sit there. But make sure to run out and place your ward either where the first scuttle starts on the blue side or uh, potentially even if you're worried about getting invaded at your blue buff um, but make sure to use your ward you will have enough time to get wherever you're going to go after that so definitely a big a big thing again warding um and then you know it's really just about you know getting your camps staying relevant and uh gank when you can coordinate it or it's advantageous to uh, but don't just run around getting kills and uh with that do you want to kind of go into mid or do you have anything you want to contribute um, to jungling? Yeah. So I, I, one of the things you said, I think there's a couple of thoughts that came to mind. Um, 
you can watch the top left. You can see portraits plus people with people's health bars next to it. So you can mm-hmm. quickly get a gauge of actions happening in, in a lane where people, your guys, your people are taking a lot of damage. Um, and that's, that just can cue you into a place where you might want to look to see what's happening. You might want to click the map real quick just to see where health is at. Um, but in general, be checking where the health of each of your laners is because that'll and where and where their enemies are because that'll give you the opportunities of oh this is a I should be heading down here if I can if I can work my yeah. pathing to go that way yep because um, even even if you've set up your first pathing one way you can still you know take scuttle and rotate down the other way uh, and then also Definitely. you mentioned about warding early in case you don't know. Uh, you, you know this, obviously, but in case um, listeners don't know, you can immediately leave the fountain at the start of the game, run to the place you want to drop the ward, drop it, hit recall, get back to the fountain, and run to the buff you're going to start at and still be there on time. Yep. So that's, you know, when I play Shyvana, she's not as fast at the beginning for clearing, and so I ward blue for safety, recall, and immediately start red. And it's fine. Like that's a perfect way to do it. It protects my blue. But yeah, anyways. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it protects you know, me. One thing, one thing that I didn't mention, I this is obvious um to me, and that's why that's why I kind of almost skipped it. But junglers generally have smite. It's important that you be at uh you be there for team fights centered around dragon or rift herald. So if your team is working to take dragon, it's important that you're there. Uh, smite plus whatever your damaging ability can be great for securing that. Um, obviously, you don't want to force that, but you know, be present at those at those fights. The the smite jungler. If you see a jungler missing and he's not at that fight, you have a better chance of securing the objective. So, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's Go a ahead. Great point. Yeah, so let's jump into mid. Which, so in mid, I think this is going to be an overgeneralization, but I think there's kind of two macro objectives that could, you could be working on when you're in mid laning phase, and it really, it mostly deals with who your champion is, but sometimes, given the situation, you could be doing the other thing. So uh, those two rough goals are roaming to get kills or roaming to objectives, or pushing the enemy tower and applying pressure. So, an example, Katarina, she either is looking to to eventually all-in her laning opponent, or she's looking to roam to another lane to get kills, or to an objective to get kills. Whereas Ziggs, or Oriana, um, Lux, a lot of those players, they can roam, yes, but they're also so good they're good at clearing waves that they can keep pushing waves into the enemy tower and applying pressure um, fairly safely. So those are examples, the kind of the push and pull of what are, what are you focusing on based on who your champion is? What's the macro kind of, of, of your general approach? And then what is the actual current situation? You know, is, is your team grouped at dragon? You need to go. Did your enemy laner just leave to the brush? Maybe don't follow follow them directly through the river because you might get jumped <laughs> on. But yeah. you know, drop drop lower, follow through your jungle side so that you can be joining whatever fights going on. One of the biggest things for mid macro, honestly, is the simplest thing, which is 
enemy missing pings, you have to be pinging when your person leaves because it's very likely that mid is is going to roam to another lane. So you mm-hmm. just have to be on top of pinging all the time. And people still won't listen to your pings, but at least you have done your part. Um, but we already started kind of talking about this. One of the key things you can do is um, get priority in lane by pushing waves and, and then go roam. Um, also really important for mid is to protect your turret. Uh, this is something that I tend to, on a lot of the champs I play, I roam so much to get kills and to assist duo lane and gaining a lead that my turret is always like often gets really weak because it gets pushed on so much mid turrets really critical though. Cause if you lose it, the enemy has a lot more map control. They can get into your jungle easier. Um, so you want to protect mid turret as much as possible. We already kind of talked about overall laning phase, pot, you know, making good trades, not forcing trades, last hitting, um, you know, know your champ overall micro of, are you looking to poke them down or are you looking for your power spike so that you can all in champs, champs can kind of tend towards different ways. Um, but yeah, you know, looking for your moment. So that's, that's mid macro macro overall, um, object looking to rotate to help with objectives, uh, look to rotate to the rift scuttler. Um, if you see your jungler taking it and you have the opportunity to leave lane because you have priority, then go help them secure it. Don't take it. Don't take the last hit. Let them kill it, but, but help them get it so that they can safely get away. Make make sure to watch your minimap when they're taking it so that you, you can protect them if they get um, if they get into a rift scuttler fight with the other jungler. Because um, you don't want to see your your jungler die to the mid and enemy jungler. Uh, but let's let's move on to duo lane with ADC and support. So same as any of the lanes, but with ADC, it's really critical that you're getting your last hits and not getting poked down by the other enemy duo. Um, you have to be farming up because generally, depending on the champion, some some ADCs are better early game than others, but you need gold to be effective in team fights. So you need to be getting as much gold as you can, um, looking for good trades against the enemy, maybe even getting kills, but you don't want to chase kills. You know, don't chase a kill into a minion wave and then take a bunch of minion damage and die. Uh, don't force bad fights. But, uh, one of the big things, though, for duo lane that I don't see enough is making sure to not be getting in a fight right before the four minute mark. Yeah. Cause then you won't be a part of dragon, the dragon fight or like you can't secure dragon, uh, or not even, or not establishing priority for dragon. So if, if it's about to be dragon time, you can push the lane, the wave into their tower and then rotate with the jungler to potentially secure dragon. Uh, or if you're at three minutes and 30 seconds, you could, if you can make it over there, Get some vision on Dragon, so that way when Dragon comes up, you actually you have a better chance of knowing what's going on. Um, some other little notes. If your wave is pushed into their tower and you, you've killed all of their minions, you can safely move back to Krugs. Usually a jungler isn't taking Krugs super early. So that while you wait. Um, another little note, like a lot, sometimes ADCs will just stay in their lane and never rotate until 
mid late <laughs> games. Classic. You, if, if there's an objective <laughs> fight going on, like you, you probably should be there. Be safe about it, but you should show up. Um, moving on to support. So also very focused on vision in the vision in the river, vision on the dragon, rotating to a, the dragon, rotating potentially to the rift scuttler if your jungler goes that direction. Um, just to make sure to secure it, but only if you have priority in lane. Because if you leave lane to go to the river, both the enemy duos are going to come after you if if you don't have priority. Um, support should not be getting last hits unless you're laning with Senna, who absolutely doesn't want last hits. Uh, and focusing on safe positioning, depending on what kind of support you are, you're trying to poke down and pressure the enemy ADC when they step up. So the enemy ADC is going to step up and try to auto attack a minion when it's low health. You can watch the health of their minions to look for opportunities and punish them for that, whether it's through mm -hmm. your own auto attack on them or through abilities or both, ideally. But yeah, so that's overall for the duo lane. I think that covers it. I mean, you're, you're looking for to, to rotate the dragon, to be farming up, as as ADC as support, you're looking to just babysit the ADC and rotate to key objectives. Yeah. And ideally, you know, you could take tower with eventually, but that just kind of depends on right. the lane situation. But finally, on to right. yeah, and there's a lane. lot of oh, what's that? You want to add something to do? I just I just want to say, you know, for the duo lanes, you know, it, it's. Obviously, we don't want to like convince you not to fight at all, right? If if the enemy is is pushing themselves into a disadvantageous like position, of course you should punish them. And if that ends up meaning you get first blood or a kill, uh, that's great. But too often we see within two minutes our ADC is dead. You know, uh, so if you're playing ADC, just just something to be very mindful of uh getting getting first blood or first turret is all that's great but staying alive for your team and getting those last hits to stay relevant is is just as important that's that's what's going to to help your team uh stay in the game and uh and like you said if getting to the objectives is huge um going there to take dragon uh, or to harass the enemy team as they take dragon. Those are big things for sure. But yeah, I think we're going to, so we're just going to jump into solo uh, or baron lane. Um, so solo and baron lane is the last lane we're talking about because it's generally this island that most people consider uh, uh, completely off the map, right? It's you're in your lane, you're probably not going to see your jungler too often. Um, <laughs> you know, you might find them down uh, at Rift Herald, but otherwise, uh, you're generally up there uh, by yourself with your enemy laner. And uh, because of this, it can be a very snowball, snowball-y uh, lane. So it's, it's if you if you go up uh, in lane, it, it's generally going to be pretty hard uh, for the the 
enemy laner to come back. And likewise, if you go down, it's going to be hard for you to come back without assistance from uh, a roaming mid or jungler. So something to keep in mind uh, that, you know, you are up there generally solo, uh, as the name implies. Uh, so staying, staying alive is a big deal, uh, especially, you know, I play melee champs, so playing against some of the range champs like Timo or Kennen, um, or, or just some of the burst-heavy champs like Akali, it's, it's a really big deal to be getting your last hits and trading when you can, but staying safe. And sometimes that just means you lose a couple minions and you have to back to buy. And something to remember is that every time you buy, uh, you're theoretically boosting your power. And so the longer you stay in, the, in lane, um, you might be getting experience and whatnot. But uh, another thing to remember, too, is if you've been in lane and you're level six and you've killed your opponent, they might have gone back and bought and come back that much stronger. And so you might still have the advantage, but they also have items now. So it's something to be careful about. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yep. you know, again... Farming is crucial. Uh, I read on Reddit the other day, somebody said, you know, at 12 minutes, uh, he was more afraid of the solo, like the solo lane player who was zero, zero and one, and also was even on gold than he was of the person who had the most kills because that, that person who hasn't died all game, uh, in solo lane, you're you're generally a tankier, like a a fighter or a tank or somebody who who can do an immense amount of damage. You know, to be even in gold, that's a big deal. So that's why farming is so crucial. And and because of that, you know, even with no kills, you can still be a relevant force in the game. Um, and so definitely something to think about. As uh, to all anybody who's out there uh, playing solo lane, almost specifically, or main, maining solo lane. And then, um, you know, again, just general uh, lane tips. The Whenever you have priority, it's great to go take the Scuttle or take uh, Rift Herald with your jungler. Or even sometimes if mid is struggling, uh, it's great to be there to uh, roam if you can to gank. And an important thing to remember uh, in both mid and solo, I think uh, solo lanes are that if you're losing your lane, uh, you don't want to just give up the lane completely, but there's certainly somewhere else where you can enforce or make your presence known on the map. Um, you might not want to go all the way from solo lane to dragon lane, but uh, you can certainly help out mid, or you might even help your jungler um, survive and invade. Um, so, uh, map awareness is just is just a massive tip uh, for anybody who's getting into Wild Rift. Uh, it's definitely a thing that takes a little bit to get used to, but uh, especially solo lane, it's great to know uh, when when junglers are coming uh, on your side or it, what's going on in mid. Uh, certainly what's going on with Rift Herald. And then uh, if you say you've pressed into their tower and your wave is crashing, if you can do so safely, it's great to take the enemy jungler's Krugs uh, so, and just to get wards in general. Um, but 
I think that's that's the the roles and and kind of how you work through laning. Uh, and like I said, laning can be it can be sometimes longer, just depending on the champs and the team comps. Uh, but sometimes it can be really fast too. Yeah, I mean, we covered a lot. I think to bring it back up to the top, I mean, laning phase, beginning of the game until the first set of objectives are secured. Often first tower is kind of like the key moment where laning phase is shifting into mid game. But uh, to kind of run down those again, it was first blood, rift scuttlers, first dragon, rift herald, and first tower. Um, Yes, just focus on... Focusing on good trades, focusing on farming over um, just hard pursuing kills. Obviously, if there's opportunities to punish the opponent, do it. Um, you you mm-hmm. know, we can't be afraid of that. If you have to test, if you're playing a champ you're not familiar with, you know, watch videos, read up on them, find out where they're strong, and abuse those moments. But always prioritize farming, no matter what position you play. Um, what champ you play, you need to be getting farm. And I think, you know, you could see it in a jungler who isn't uh, isn't jungling enough. They'll, yeah. They're chasing, like, uh, ganks all the time. If you watch them, by the time you hit 10 minutes, you'll see they're at the bottom of the team. You know, they're, right. uh, they're even with support. Same or below the support. Any, <laughs> yeah, even below the support has definitely happened. You know, that... That is true for any of the lanes. If you're not last hitting, you're not there for the waves. If you're dying too much, you're not going to be there for the waves. You've got to focus on farming too, and then layer in the, the kills on top of that. Um, and then, I mean, you said one thing that I want to w- weave in there is gold you've earned that you've not purchased anything with, it's nothing. It's nice you have 3,000 gold, but if you haven't bought an item with that, it doesn't do anything for you. And if you've killed the enemy and they've bought an item, they may be stronger than you think Mm -hmm. um, because you haven't done anything with your money. But yeah, a lot of great stuff here. Um, Did you have anything you wanted to add? No, I think think it was a lot, and I, I tried not to go through it too quickly, but, you know, certainly to anybody who's getting into the game or just trying to improve... I think this is just some very uh, fundamental stuff um, for this first part of the first part of the game. Yeah, for sure. Um, And we're excited to keep talking about it. Remember you can send in um, things you want us to cover. We're, we're happy to go into more depth. Um, We're also happy to, we could go into depth about the patch notes. We just feel like our gut says it's not valuable to anyone to dig deep into them when you can look them up yourself. Um, also, you can hit me up on Twitter now, Rygar the Great. I'll put that in the show notes. So you can find either of those things in the show notes. And thanks yeah. for uh, joining us. Listening so, so to what do we have screen. going on next week? Are we? Uh, oh yeah. Are we thinking about like just getting into Brandon Nunu? I mean, I mean, I know we're both pretty excited. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a great point. Um, I think. We are both very excited. I'm very excited for Brand, as I said, and you are excited for Nunu. And I think we could definitely, we should definitely release an episode by Wednesday morning before the patch goes live Wednesday night. So if anyone wants to listen in on some early ideas of builds for Brand and Nunu and how the champions work before they jump on on them, you can check it out next Wednesday morning, um, the 8th. All right. Well, I think that concludes uh, 
this episode. And again, thank you so much to everybody who's tuning in and we appreciate it so much. And I think that's it. Catch you next week on Wednesday.